Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I'm here to bring you the preview show where we talk over Bayern Munich's upcoming Bundesliga match against Eintracht Frankfurt. And this is a game where so many people are expecting Frankfurt to be another trap for Bayern Munich. Again, this is a banged up Bayern Munich team, not quite playing at its best, regardless of its injuries. And Frankfurt has been one of those trap teams over the years for Bayern Munich. And it's kind of interesting because it's not just Bayern Munich who has scuffled a bit against Frankfurt. Uh, New manager Julian Nagelsmann has also had his own battles uh, in dealing with Frankfurt. In fact, check this stat out. Over his last 10 personal head-to-head meetings against Eintracht Frankfurt, Nagelsmann has one win four draws and five losses. That is absolutely insane. Uh, <laughs> it's I didn't even realize that until this morning. And like I said, we, we all know that Bayern Munich has scuffled at times against Eintracht in the, in the past, but I don't think this will be one of those moments. Despite all the injuries, despite that dip in form, uh, this is an area or this is a, an opportunity for Bayern Munich to really be able to start getting that momentum pushed in the right direction. I think they need to seize this opportunity. As always, the tactics of Julian Nagelsmann will be a a focal point of this discussion as we are looking to see how he lines his team up. up. Does he he use a back four? Does he use a back three? Uh, Right now, I would think personnel dictates that he's going to use a back four. But what do I know? I am just some knucklehead sitting behind a mic right now trying to figure out what is going on with Bayern Munich and Julian Nagelsmann. So let's kick this off by looking at the recent form of both squads and where they sit in the table. Bayern Munich, of course, through 23 match days is in first place with 55 points. They have 18 wins, one draw and four losses. They have scored 74 goals in the league and allowed 26. That is a pretty fantastic number in goal differential, uh, but that is certainly more goals than Bayern Munich fans are comfortable with the team giving up at this stage of the season. Over their, over their last five games in the Bundesliga, Bayern Munich has four wins and one loss. Of course, last week, Bayern had a 4-1 victory over Greutefert, who uh, actually gave Bayern a, a pretty tough go of it in the first half, but Bayern's talent and depth eventually wore their, their opponents down and Bayern took over in the second half to secure the victory. Eintracht Frankfurt has not been in the best of form all season. Uh, through 23 match days, Frankfurt has 31 points. They sit in 10th place at the table, three points behind both Union Berlin and Mainz. And four points behind FC Köln, who is really one of the surprise teams of the season, if you ask me. But over Eintracht's last five games, they have one win, one draw, and three losses. Last week, Eintracht lost to Köln 1-0. And that, again, in a big match, Eintracht was not able to pull it together. That's kind of been a theme for the season. They have not been able to score goals when needed, nor make many great stops when needed as well. They have 33 goals for, 35 against. And while that 35 number isn't awful, it's not great, especially if you're not scoring uh, at a rate that makes the team really all that competitive. So Frankfurt has a lot of work to do. 
They definitely have some issues uh, with scoring. They have, in my opinion, at least had a bit of a struggle in adjusting to life under Oliver Glasner. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how Eintracht approaches this. As always, Eintracht has some fantastic talent uh, led by Philip Kostic, who I think, as as I always say, is one of the most underrated players in the world. I think for Bundesliga fans, you probably get sick of hearing that because we're all aware of how good he is. But there are not many people outside of Germany who really appreciate his game. Uh, After that, the team is not as deep nor as talented as they were in the past. And I think that's why we've seen these scuffles. And I don't necessarily think that Glasner is a bad coach by any means. But I think this was a team that was always going to have some difficulties when you sell that many players over the past two to three years and, and lose that much talent, it becomes very difficult to stay competitive or be one of those Champions League uh, teams for the Bundesliga. And that's where Eintracht Frankfurt is. They have just bled too much talent. Um, when you think back to that team that Niko Kovac had, they had just an abundance of attacking players. I mean, these are all players that have moved on to to bigger leagues, bigger clubs, I guess. But uh, you could say that had Eintracht found a way to keep those players together, together, it would have not only benefited those players, but also the club as well. As we've seen, Antti Rebic, who was really a breakout star, and Niko Kovac has not quite reached the same heights as he did it at Eintracht Frankfurt. Luka Jovic is another one who I think a lot of people had high hopes for when he transferred to Real Madrid, but he has never been able to establish himself. I think everyone can say that that was a very questionable move now. And Jovic just doesn't appear cut out to be at a club like Real Madrid. And it's not necessarily knock on his talent as much as him not being a fit and not being able to really um, take over a spot from Kareem Benzema, who has not really lost much of a step in his own game. So uh, this Frankfurt team is definitely not as talented as the past. They definitely are not as deep as they were in the past. So despite the fact that Bayern Munich has often struggled against Frankfurt, this should be a match where Bayern is able to excel and and get three points. Can they do it? I I don't know. (laughs) I'm going to predict that they will. But what we've seen in Bayern over the past couple of weeks has been a lot of inconsistency uh, and, and quite frankly, a lot of confusion on the pitch. And a lot of that stems from the tactics being rolled out by the coach. There's a lot of flipping back and forth between a back four and a back three. There hasn't been much consistency. And I feel like that that is having an effect on the players where they've become hesitant in their movements, not quite always aware or sure of what their coverage is supposed to be defensively. And, you know, honestly, we haven't seen that urgency to, to defend that we saw Uh, earlier in the season and I think that's a a big thing and while there are certainly a lot of people questioning Nagelsmann's tactics you have to put some of this on the players as well because they have not embraced that need to get back and defend and Nagelsmann has even kind of touched on that lately with some of the quotes that he's put out you know stating that you know the team is always looking to attack but that transition to defend is happening too slow and unfortunately in that case he's right I think that that all-out attacking mentality and using all of those attackers uh, at the top of the formation has really uh, caused Bayern Munich to to have some lapses defensively. It's too often that teams 
are able to quickly counterattack and, and find a way to score. And that's not just a knock on the back line. I don't think that the midfield has been great at supporting the defense. I don't think that whether they are wingers or wing backs, depending on the formation, I don't feel like they've been great at getting back and supporting. Uh, this has just not been an ideal stretch for Bayern Munich. Earlier in the season, it looked like the club had really found its way and had that ability to flex and adjust really on the whim of Nagelsmann. And I think what we're seeing now is they're not quite there. While things did look good earlier in the season, I think it is a little bit too complex. I think some of the players are just not able to make that quick adjustment and really redefine their responsibilities on the fly. And I think that's hurt the team. So at this point, while there are about a million reasons to think that Bayern Munich might not be successful against Eintracht Frankfurt, I'm still going to pick them. Uh, but let's take a look at how I think they're going to line up. And as we've talked about, it's the big debate. Do you have a back three? Do you use a back four? Does it even matter? To most Bayern fans, it absolutely does. There are a, a, There is a huge contingent of the fan base that is just locked in that this needs to be a 4-2-3-1. And I'm a little more flexible than they are. I'm okay with letting Nagelsmann run his system. I think you absolutely hire a coach to run the system they prefer. The biggest problem I have, and we'll touch on this way more in depth in the weekend warm-up podcast, is that I'm not sure that the front office and the coaching staff have been in alignment at all about how this team should be built, what kind of formation and system they'll be running, because it just doesn't make sense for a coach like Nagelsmann, who now the most recent reports that have come out say that he is definitely going to move to that back three system once he gets the personnel it doesn't make much sense to me in some of the moves that the club has made to retain players or some of the targets that they've had, that it just seems like there's a divide here that maybe the front office and the coaching staff might need to get in alignment on how they build this team. Because if Nagelsmann's ultimate goal is to move away from a back four and really reduce or take away the role of natural wingers, I'm not sure where Kingsley Coman and Leroy Sané and Serge Canabry, where they all may fit. In the long term, now we've seen Sané bump inside, and that's that's worked. Uh, Gnabry has not been as successful. Coman has been decent as well, um, but he also played you know a lot of the season when Bayern was working through that hybrid formation where they were an attacking four two three one or three five two, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I just wonder if this formation needs wing backs and they need more attacking midfielders if it's going to create an issue to have players who might not be as comfortable in those roles for the long term, despite all of the natural talent that they have, there's no questioning the talent of players like Coman and Gnabry and Sané, but for the long term, are they best served playing in, 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 in an attacking midfield role, or are they going to struggle at some point because they've, you know, mostly played wing throughout their career. So that's something we'll talk more about later, but for this week, I'm predicting a back four because I think the personnel that are available really dictate that. And for Bayern Munich, obviously, there have been quite a few injuries that have really necessitated uh, Julian Nagelsmann to not use a back three at this point. So let's take a look at who's out before we dive into the lineup. Manuel Neuer and Leon Gretzka both still out. Uh, Neuer is back and running on campus. Gretzka is working out as well. He's mostly doing straight line running at this point. Uh, the change of direction is what is bothering him, and that is a problem. And I'm hoping that this is not a long-term thing, or I should say a longer-term thing at this point. 
But if that is still an issue after all this time, I'm, I'm fearing that surgery is eventually going to be a necessity for Goretzka and he could miss even way more time than what was originally anticipated. Thomas Muller, of course, uh, was tested positive for COVID-19, which is heartbreaking because this is the time the team could least really afford to lose him. It's a shame that, uh, you know, Muller is dealing with this again, but COVID-19 does not discriminate. It comes for everybody, even Thomas Muller. Uh, Kingsley Coman is practicing. Uh, obviously, he's working his way back from a muscle injury. Remains to be seen just how much he would be used in this match. I would think that Bayern is going to play it conservative with Coman. So if, if he is not at 100%, I don't think we will see him. Jamal Musiala is working back from his bout with COVID-19, and he's trying to get back to full fitness. Apparently this week he had, uh, you know, COVID took a big toll on him and he was having some trouble really gaining his endurance and stamina back. So he's been working on that. Quentin Tolisso is out with a muscle fiber tear, which for Tolisso could not come at a worse time uh, for his career. He's obviously playing to get a new contract either with Bayern Munich or someone else. So his value with every injury continues to plummet a bit. And, Honestly, uh, you know, this was an opportunity for him, uh, he, a good chance for him to continue to get playing time with Bayern Munich. And uh, it's also going to hurt his international chances with France. Um, if he's not on the pitch, he's not going to be able to prove himself. And with a deep and talented roster like France can pull together, I'm not sure Tolisso uh, is doing himself um, really any favors. And I don't mean that it's his fault he's getting injured, but it's just very unfortunate for him that this is all happening at a time where he really needs to be on the field improving himself. Uh, Alfonso Davies, of course, is still out with myocarditis, a side effect of COVID-19. So all in all, Byron is missing just a ton of talent. So let's take a look at how this will all be put together, at least in my eyes, under Julian Nagelsmann. Sven Ulreich, of course, will be in between the sticks. I think we're going to see a back line uh, four players that really, you know, might project to be center backs in the future. Uh, actually, they all could play center back right now. But I think we'll see Luca Hernandez as the left back, Dio Upamakano and Nicolas Sula at center back, and Benjamin Pavar as the right back. I just can't see a way unless Nagelsmann just goes completely off the handle and plays a bunch of young kids, which I don't think he will that he could roll out a back three. I think you have to go with your best 11. And if your best 11 include that foursome for the back line, then you have to play back four. Just no questions asked. This is where it will get interesting. Uh, as far as the double pivot goes in a four, two, three, one, I think we'll obviously see Joshua Kimmich, who I think we could dive into him at another point as well as not had the type of season you would hope he has. In fact, I think there are, there is some reasonable doubt as to whether he's going to be a long-term six for Bayern Munich just because he has kind of gotten away from his def defensive responsibilities at times, which has been weird to see. He's, he's started to push up a lot more, and uh, I think a lot of people would argue he's been one of the problems with Bayern's defensive stability. So Kimmich's role, while solidified right now, he might have to start kind of examining his own game and seeing where he can improve and make adjustments to help the team. From there, it, it becomes really a crapshoot, right? So Toliso is out. We know that Marcel Sabitzer could drop into that role. We know that Mark Roca could play that role. We also know that Nagelsmann wants to badly see Jamal Musiala really play there. So what I think is going to happen 
uh, is that Jamal Musiala is going to get that start in a double pivot, playing more of an eight box to box role that Goretzka fills. Uh, I think that is definitely the way things are going to go. I mean, I suppose we could see Paul Vonner there, but I, I don't, I don't think that's the case either. And the most recent reports about Vonner is that Bayern Munich wants to use him as a 10 to start out with, to help him get acclimated and to give him less defensive responsibilities. And at some point in the future, they will eventually transition him to being an eight. So for now, I don't anticipate seeing him in the lineup. So with that double pivot of Kimmich and Musiala, I think we will see Marcel Sabitzer occupying the 10 role ahead of them. You could really argue that Musiala and Sabitzer could switch, should switch, whatever. But I just feel like at this point, they need to try something with Sabitzer to get him on track. It has been a kind of disastrous transfer for both him and the club he's not really gotten acclimated has not really been able to get settled in in terms of uh, his play on the field and with that I think this is one way to maybe help him is to give him that Thomas Muller role something he had played uh, much for Arbe Leipzig and, and done so very well so hopefully this helps get him going at wing I think we will see Leroy Sané on the left side and Serge Gnabry on the right I suppose if Kingsley Coman is fully back and healthy. We could see him, but I think Bayern will take it slow. Coman's injury history just dictates that he needs more time here. And I think that that's what's going to happen. He may come in for a sub appearance to get his legs underneath him, but I can't see him starting this one. But what the hell do I know? Up top, as always, Robert Lewandowski. And this is going to have to be a game where Lewandowski is probably going to have to do a lot. And not just in terms of scoring goals, One of the things that we've seen at times this season, and one of the things that's really disappointed me is that he has had to come back, get a little bit deeper and play more of a facilitator role in the buildup while players like Sané, Gnabry and Coman charge up field. Uh, And and while it has worked at times, there are some issues I think with that. I think it's taken Lewandowski away from being the focal point of the offense. It's given more opportunities to Sané, Coman and Gnabry, which it's fine because they're good players, but they're not converting in such a way that, that Lewandowski would. So if I am the opposition, I'm perfectly fine with those three players getting more opportunities than, say, Robert Lewandowski and Thomas Muller. So there are a lot of things in motion, a lot of things you could talk about. You could go two hours with this podcast just talking about the possibilities for what Bayern Munich could do against Eintracht Frankfurt in terms of tactics and formation. But for this, I will say we will see a 3-1 Bayern Munich victory. I think that Frankfurt is is really not in a position as a club right now to be considered a major threat. doesn't mean that they can't win. It doesn't mean that they won't be amped up for this game and give Bayern their best effort. I just don't think Frankfurt is that good this season. And despite all of the injuries, despite all of the talent that will be in the bleachers for Bayern Munich, this is a game they need. They cannot, cannot afford to have another dip in form. They need to keep the momentum going forward. They need to alleviate any doubt that has seeped into that team uh, about the tactics, about the talent, about the depth, about everything. So this is a game that Bayern Munich absolutely must have. I'm predicting a 3-1 victory, and hopefully we see that. So as always, thanks again for listening. Uh, You will see me again on the weekend warm-up podcast that will come out in the wee hours of Friday morning on the East coast time in the United States. So if you're looking for that, that's when that will drop probably, but uh, you know, we really appreciate all of your uh, input and feedback that you provide us. We love when you guys check us out and let us know how we're doing. 
As always, you can get me at the Barrel Blog on Twitter. You can get the site at Bavarian FB Works. You can get Tom Adams at Tommy Adams seventy one. You can get I need no name at BFWINNN. You can get Jake at Jefferson Fenner. And as always, you can get Schnitzel and Samarin, our non-Twitter podcasters, on the site with all the great work that they do there. Please check out our site for the game coverage. We do a really good job of capturing everything from our tweets to our live blog to our observations and match awards and also with our post-game podcast. So make sure you are tuning in for that this weekend. And we will see you next time.